Let's read together Joshua chapter 7, verses 1 through 12. In this first half of Joshua 7, we have the record of Israel's defeat at the city of Ai. Joshua chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So about three thousand men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about thirty-six men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Shabaram, and struck them down on the descent. Therefore the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all? to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us. Oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. O oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel have sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things, and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore, unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Let's begin this first half of Joshua chapter 7 now with some background notes. The book of Joshua is the inspired account of the military conquest of the land of Canaan by the nation of Israel in the early part of the 14th century BC. That's about 1400 BC. Israel's strategy to conquer the land was to divide and conquer. First there would be a central campaign to divide the land, then there would be a southern campaign, and then there would be a northern campaign to conquer the land. The destruction of Jericho was the beginning of the central campaign. It was a great victory for Israel. Jericho had been a major stronghold of the enemy, and it had blocked the entrance into the central part of the land. But now Jericho was completely destroyed. Only Rahab and her family had been saved out of Jericho. This is a good illustration, by the way, of God's program for this world under judgment. Only people will be saved out of this world, which is programmed for destruction. After defeating Jericho, Israel was to move on into the central part of the land and conquer the hill country. Ai was a small city, about 15 miles from Jericho, up on the ridgeline, and it blocked one of the natural passes up into the hill country. Although Ai was not a major fortification like Jericho, it was strategically placed and definitely had to be conquered if the central campaign was to move on. But Israel was defeated at Ai. 
It was Israel's only military defeat throughout the whole conquest. Why was Israel defeated at Ai? And what are the spiritual lessons for us? Remember, the book of Joshua is not just the inspired record of Israel's military conquest of Canaan. It's a handbook for us for spiritual warfare. Every battle in the book of Joshua is an illustration of spiritual battle in the Christian life. Every tactic of the enemy in the book of Joshua is an illustration of the tactics that Satan uses to defeat us in spiritual warfare. Every victory and every defeat of God's people in the book of Joshua contains lessons for God's people today concerning victory and defeat in spiritual warfare. There's a lot more we could say on the background, but we need to move now to our doctrinal or teaching points. Doctrinal or teaching point number one. There are definite causes for defeat in the believer's life. There are definite causes for defeat in the believer's life. In this chapter, we see three causes for Israel's defeat at Ai. And we'll see that there's a spiritual application for each one. Cause for defeat number one, disobedience. Look again at verse one. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. For Achan took of the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Achan, whose name means troubler, stole some of the treasure of Jericho. God had said that everything at Jericho was off limits. All of the silver and the gold of Jericho was to go into the treasury of the Lord. So Achan really robbed God when he disobeyed and when he hid this stolen treasure underneath his tent. Achan disobeyed the Lord by robbing what belonged to God, and it led to the defeat of Israel. You know, we too can be defeated by robbing God. This is disobedience. When we waste time, for example, when we waste time, we are really robbing God. Too much TV time, or video time, or surfing the web time, or too much golf time can be a form of robbing God. Why did I throw that golf thing in there anyway? That's, that was for me, all right? I mean, I find, you know, I'm starting to get into golf once again. This was a hang-up for me once before, too much golf time. Now it's starting in again because my son's getting into it. And, you know, you know Dad has to stay up with him, you know, all that kind of thing. Anyway, but, uh, you know, it can rob God. you got to set your priorities. You can't get into even good things uh, too much. Furthermore, when we use our God-given talents and abilities to glorify ourselves or just make money and not use these abilities and talents to serve the Lord, we rob God. And when we don't at least tithe with our money and we just give token amounts back to the Lord for what he's given us, we really rob God. Robbing God is disobedience for Achan and for us. And disobedience leads to defeat. Cause of defeat number two, overconfidence. Look what they said to Joshua in verse 3. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and attack Ai. Do not weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. Ai was not a major stronghold like Jericho. Ai was only a small fortification. Ai was so small it was only spelled with two letters. <laughs> well, it was smaller than Jericho. Do you see the lesson? 
Overconfidence can lead to defeat in spiritual warfare. And notice how defeat can follow a major victory. They had just conquered Jericho, and now they are defeated by little Ai. How often this happens in the Christian experience. Illustration. A Christian man in business refuses a very lucrative money-making scheme because it involves lying to the public and unethical business practices. What a major moral victory. But then this same Christian man, that same day, goes home and loses his temper over some small item at home. He flies into a fit of rage and sets a terrible example for his family. Or a Christian woman has a great victory in spiritual warfare. She is able to finally share the gospel with a neighbor woman that she's been praying for. But then she is defeated because she doesn't give back the money to a store who undercharged her. Watch out for the little AIs. Just when you think you're doing great as a Christian and you start to think you're a spiritual giant, a little sin pops up. When you least expect it and where you least expect it. Don't be overconfident as a believer because it will lead to defeat. Cause of defeat number three, no prayer. We don't read of Joshua or the children of Israel consulting the Lord until after the defeat. No wonder the Lord said to Joshua in verse 10, get up, why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned. In other words, Joshua, now is not the time to pray. You should have prayed before. Now is the time to deal with the sin. How often we neglect prayer in reference to spiritual warfare, especially when we're overconfident and think that we can live our lives as believers in our own strength. Fear makes the enemy appear larger, but pride and overconfidence make the enemy appear smaller. We must pray. Ephesians 6.18 says that in order to keep from being defeated, we must pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. If we don't pray, we'll be defeated. There are definite causes for defeat in the believer's life. Doctrinal point number two. There are definite consequences of defeat in the believer's life. There are definite consequences of defeat in the believer's life. We see three definite consequences here as a result of Israel's defeat. Consequence of defeat number one, God is angry. God is angry. Again, verse one, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. God loves us, but he must deal with our sin. First Peter 4, 17 says that judgment begins at the household of God. Hebrews 12, verse six says that those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. When we are defeated in spiritual warfare because of our sin, the Lord does not take this lightly. He must deal with our sin. Consequence of defeat number two, others are affected. Others are affected. Even though only Achan had disobeyed and taken the things from Jericho, we read in verse 1 and verse 11 that all Israel had sinned. God saw all Israel linked with Achan's sin. Do you see the lesson? You can't sin in a vacuum. You may think your sin is private, and you may think your sin is only between you and God, but God sees you linked to other believers in the body, and therefore other believers are affected. 
Consequence of defeat number three, blessings are withheld. Blessings are withheld. In verse 12, the Lord said, Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore, unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Until the sin was judged, Israel would continue to be defeated. They would not be able to move forward, and they would not know the presence of the Lord in their midst. The same is true in our lives. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we do not judge sin in our lives, we will continue to be defeated and blessings will be withheld. There are definite consequences of defeat in the believer's life. Practical application. Are you in Achan? Are you in Achan? Achan's name means troubler. Achan's sin troubled all of Israel and caused the blessing of God to be withheld from the whole camp. Are you in Achan? Are you involved in what you think is only a small private sin just between you and God? Is the forward progress and blessing on the Lord's people here at this church being held up and withheld because of your sin. Think it through. Are you a troubler? Are you an Achan?